Have you ever used noise cancelling earphones? In the past, yeah. They're, they're, they're a little bit weird at first, you know, when you put them on. They're so noise cancelling. You can't hear yourself when you speak. It feels like you've put yourself on mute. <laughs> I remember I put them on the first time last week. I'm like, did I speak? <laughs> Was that me? <laughs> you look like it. Yeah, well, the call said. I was I was going to tell a joke about these being at, at my old DJ box, you know, from back in the day. But I think we both know that there was never a day when I was a DJ. <laughs> no, no, I think you know, <clears throat> there's only so much that you know, uh, you know, getting out your old steps collection will get on the, the people on the dance floor, mate. Welcome to the Noggin Podcast: Conversations between Ben and Michael that aim to put you in a good place to do good stuff at work. It's been a while since we've been here, but we're back with you this week with something new that we hope you enjoy. I'm looking forward to doing this chat with you because we're going to do something that has an element of jeopardy in it, (laughs) in the sense that we, we created this card game nearly five years ago together, but we've never, ever done it with one another, but we must have... We must have we must have led delegates, maybe nearly a thousand a yeah. thousand delegates, I was thinking, over the years through this process, but we've never done it ourselves. So the element of jeopardy is we're gonna discuss these behaviors that come up on these cards. And, you know, we've not done it before. Mm. It could go well, or we might never speak to each other again. And I'm think I'm thinking that might be really engaging to listen to. <laughs> yeah, I mean it could be a really, really short or final. <laughs> For the podcast, couldn't it? Like, could go multiple ways. Yeah, Michael, yeah, I remember him. Yeah. yeah, we did that podcast, and it didn't go well. <laughs> yeah, it was a dull day in London, uh, a sunny one in Mallorca, <clears throat> and it went downhill from there. So, yeah, but the thousands of people that we've done it with, um, yeah, I do remember when we came up with this. This was your idea, wasn't it? From that meeting in a service station on the M- M4 when you used to go down to teach people you know, the psychotherapy course you used to teach it. And um, we need a card sort, you said, didn't you? And I suppose for the benefit of those who haven't experienced it, we're, I'm looking around because the jeopardy is here because I've got them laid out in front of me, ready to sort of pick one for you. So would it be worth just contextualising it for for people about what the intentions are and, and how we use it just briefly before, before we get, you know, dive into it well maybe if i say that the idea behind the card sort was to put some behaviors that people display and demonstrate in the workplace on some cards so that when you're having a conversation with a peer or a line manager or a doubt report and you're wanting to talk about you know how do you perceive me or um you know how do you how do you think i get on or you know what, what sorts of behaviors do you see in me we wanted to make that a little bit easier by putting behaviours on cards as examples so that you can both look at the table and go, oh, it's that, rather than it being sort of eye contact and really intense and trying to find the right word and the words are there. So it's a bit, it's made it a bit easier to talk about. Yeah. And then they're, they're organised in a particular way, aren't they, Ben? Yeah, so, they, so they're all designed to be a provocation about behaviours and they all fit with our ABC model, which is, our, I suppose it's like Einstein said about if you can't explain something simply, you don't really understand it. So over the years, what we've attempted to do is take human behaviour, which can be quite messy and complex and make it simple as possible. And I guess what we do to explain it to people is that we 
we uh, hopefully make it memorable by making it ABC and a, a is about being attentive so people want to feel noticed and want to feel a degree of significance in your presence so we encourage people to have a load of behaviors around being attentive and being present to what's going on for other people balanced is about balancing intentions so having balanced communication in a two-way dialogue so you're not sort of forcing your opinions on others or you're 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 getting the balance right between listening and uh, questioning and then connection is about openness transparency and about depth of communication so connection is about the the deeper side of uh, warmth if you like so those aspects of human behavior what the cards um, give us as a provocation I've just done that thing with my hands, which I tend to do when I'm kind of presenting a workshop, and we really don't want that to be this today. So I'm going to shut up and let's we just get on with it. Yeah, I think I think there's one well, there's one thing to add, which is there's also greens and reds, aren't there? Yeah. And um and and you'll notice that we'll talk about rather than strengths and weaknesses, we'll talk about areas of flexibility and areas of inflexibility, which speaks to the repertoire of behaviours that you're able to demonstrate in a given context. Yeah, so sometimes we're having a positive impact on people, you know, and some of the behaviours work, and sometimes they they're not working for other people. So we we can't not we cannot not communicate. So we're always catalyzing some sort of response on each other. Hence the jeopardy. The jeopardy is very present. So so we're going to talk about reds and greens for each other. We are, and I'm thinking you're going to go first. Well, naturally, <laughs> is that the start? You know, Ben always goes and, first. And instead of scissors, what is what's that game? Scissors, paper, scissors, yeah. paper, rock. Or we'll just do three, two, one. <laughs> so, so we we've got the cards which come in a pack like this, and they've all got they've all got statements on them, um, which I've laid out in front of me, Michael. Well, I've got them laid 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 out on my screen. Have a coffee. I, I mean, oh, is that my front door? Is that, uh, yeah. Right. You feeling right. a bit nervous, Ben? No, you started it, mate. Oh, your voice just went a little bit high. <laughs> right. I've got the initiating cards because that's the thing to tell people as well is that the uh, whilst we're attempting to nail down something really messy like a jelly about behaviour, we 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 help people make it palatable by putting it into three stages of an interaction, which is how you begin interactions. So we talk about how we initiate. Then how we inquire, which is when you're into the interaction, how do you find out what's going on for other people, and then how you influence. So I thought if we, let's let's start and get going with the initiating one, shall we? Let's. So we're going to pick out a green and a red for each other. Okay. And you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna uh, declare what you think your green is. Yeah. And I'm going to declare it at the same time. Okay. So I'm going to yeah, and the, like there are six greens and six reds, so I'm just going to pick right. Okay, I have, I have, I have. Can't quite see it on there. Even if you turned it around, I probably couldn't be able to read okay. it. But I'm guessing. Okay, it's going to say, uh, so we say after three. Go on then. One, two, three. Engages with relevance. There oh my go. God. Oh, there you go. It's That's... as though we planned it. Well, <laughs> how long have we known each other? <laughs> the thing is, is this was a really obvious one for me thinking about you. Hmm. Because I know it's so important to you. I know how much energy you invest in how to begin a workshop. I know how difficult it is for you when there isn't the context set before a conversation, so, I mean, so that you know personally. Yeah, on the receiving end. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's true. So, what what what's your what spoke to you about that card? Um, I think it's it's a it's about beginning well, and I think from a, from you know it's a bit that like that weird feedback I get sometimes about the fact I tend to remember stuff about people that things that they've told me, and I think with a group it's yeah it's super important to me to uh, make things personally relevant for people and mm. I think, yeah and I think there's probably a driver in that with me about um wanting to know that um it's like this two-way thing in the fact that there is a drive for me about the fact that I feel good if I'm if I'm you know we talk about getting this nodding from other people but mm. what I love is the fact that you make something live and relevant enough for people that they really want to go to the next bit with you and and that can be in a, in a a social setting or it can be in a workshop so I think being really super present to other people and what they might need because I, I we ran a workshop years ago and I remember we, we you know the, the, the people's expectation in the workshop was based on what they'd experienced previously from training was pretty poor and they were pretty nervous and they, the people were sort of literally sitting there with their arms folded looking at the at the ground like this and I thought Oh, that's a, that's a opportunity because wherever they start from, that's their their privilege, and it's about yeah. My job, as I see it, is to is to find a way in because mm. I think we've got stuff that would make a difference for them. Yeah, they deserve to be treated with respect and sort of noticed and paid attention to. So we're in agreement that that is one of your, uh, we might describe it as a strength or it's an area of flexibility in your behaviour that you're able to yeah. uh, demonstrate in groups, in one-to-ones, making people feel comfortable, making sure people know why they're there, making sure that there's a context around what we're doing together, what this is about. And I think from a, you know, where does this come from point, if you, if you ask me what's important to me about relationships it is that it's the warmth the relationship it's the connection that you make with people and that has to begin well mm. i see what you did there ben you asked yourself the what's important question that was quite good you just slipped it in right. there you know, <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll get to the, we'll get to my uh, my control scores later <laughs> so that leads nicely on to the next bit which is ben's red right. Right. <laughs> Well, not before we've done your green. Not before we've done your green. Uh, anyway, I've lost my engagements with relevance. I need to put it back in. The right, let's do your let's do your green first. Okay. Um, my green in initiating. Won't, won't, won't take long. Um, okay. Right. Three, I've got I've, three, two, one. Approachable, reassuring, and supportive. Yes, I would agree. Okay, is that the one you picked out? Yeah, it is the one I picked out. I think the word that speaks to me more most out of those three is the word supportive. Um, mm -hmm. I think that's something that's important to me. I, I like to support people to do what they want to do. Um, what, I think it, I think being what, what, being in a supportive being. Sorry, do you want to talk over me again? Is that do you want to talk over? I think me again? you were. I think so, you were speaking over me. I think I was speaking and you interrupted. <laughs> we'll get to that in a minute. Tell me more. So, uh, what is it you want to ask me, Ben? Uh, it feels as though you're really keen to ask me something. 
sorry. I'm doing, I'm doing that thing about, oh, we talked about how we might make this useful for people, and I'm, I'm going into I'm going into facilitation mode. Sorry. Tell me more about, you, talk, you were talking about being supportive. Uh, yeah, I think being supportive is something that's been important to me all my life. I think that, um, I don't know whether it was a learned skill or just something that has been with me since I was young. I've always been in that role of support. And what... Um... What would you, what do you think you do? What would I notice in you that you do when you're being supported? I encourage people. Um, create, I, I try to encourage people and be positive and, um, and suggest ways forward and try and, um, I guess, meet, meet an individual's energy and, um, and so that they can create some movement towards a sort of chosen direction. And um, if I can help remove obstacles, then I'll do that. And yeah. um, stuff like that. Stuff like that. Can I add some to it? Because um, I think what you do is you you really listen. So you 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 really listen, and you also really pick your moment. Mm to ask the question that's needed mm. to do those things that you talked about. Okay. And I'm not sure you realise how skilled you are at doing that because it, it is a, you know, it's the, you know, you don't ask a lot of questions. You know, you don't, over, you know, talk over like I do to get that question in because you're more likely to err towards the sort of the, the under, not under behaviour, but less behaviours, but more targeted. And mm. I think, you, you know, you do that I would just recognise and, and and applaud you for is the fact that you pick your moment and then the quality of the question comes out. I mean, that might be the sort of, you know, we joke about extroversion, introversion, but I think your the, the quality of the question that you ask at the right moment is 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 the bit that that I would I would add to that. And I, I'd also add the uh, there's a reassurance in the question, which is mm. the fact that it's not just a random question. It's a it's a you, people, I think, feel I do. I feel that it's reassuring to know that the question shows that you've heard stuff that's important to me, mm. which is the. I see. Um, yeah. So that's yeah. So I I would agree within that. So we could just stick to the greens, mate. That's nice, isn't it? <laughs> Shall we finish there? Well, so that's <laughs> yeah. the end of our podcast for this week. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we've just basically... We just can all just feel great wonderful. about ourselves. You're wonderful, I'm wonderful, great, cool. Let's do some reds, shall we? Let's do Let's do some reds. So, um, should we do me first? Go on then. Right, so, on. initiating right. reds for you. Oh, hang on a minute. <clears throat> Have you got a card ready? Uh, um... This, this time, Ben, this time, hold it up to the screen, but don't turn it round until I say it. Right, I'm, 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 you know, I did yours and I didn't do mine, so I've picked one and. All right. I reckon it's going to yeah. say overbearing, overbearing oh, obstructive. Task-based. Task-based. So you've got overbearing and obstructive. Yeah. Okay. Tell me about task base and hard edge. It's been nice working with you. <laughs> <laughs> Do 
task-based or hard-edged? I mean, it may it may be similar to what you've picked. Maybe we're talking about the same thing, yeah. So, so I think my um, inflexibility sometimes comes from when I perceive this there is a um, something not right about a situation. So I can be, uh, I think I can be unhelpfully vague sometimes about what I really want from a situation and for fear of offence because I, I value the relationships with people. And I think when I go into, uh, I, 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 my friends would tell me I infer quite a lot. So my friend Tracy would say, you know, or oh, sometimes you've got to work out what Ben really means. And so, so where that leads me sometimes is to when finally something gets to a point where I don't think it's, it's um, happening in the way I want it to, then because the inf inference hasn't worked, I go in harder, which I think is a complete, um, could be really off for people. And I go, I go into sort of almost rat-a-tat-tat task. I need this and I need that. And I think my, my tone in email sometimes can be a bit hard um, to get what I want because I probably haven't been clear enough about what I really want earlier. I see. Does that resonate? So you can sometimes over overcompensate for something that you didn't quite do enough of before. Yeah, I think, and I think the your one about overbearing or obstructive. I, I, yeah, I'm curious to know what. What tell me? I think maybe we're talking. I think, like you said, maybe you are, we are talking about the same thing. I think that when you what I notice sometimes is that when you don't get what you want or you don't get it in the way you want it, then you mm. you can get, you can harden and, and, and there's some, there's a level of tension that creeps into you that then gets sort mm. of displayed or leaks out mm. and a level of frustration, mm. which in, in, in some ways yeah. can, can obstruct because those behaviors can jar on the receiving end in some way they, they can become obstructive of where we're heading. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'll take that. Yeah. And I think if I pay attention to when it happens, it's often when I've not paid enough attention to something early enough. Mm. And it's also, um, I notice it more when I'm tired. So if you remember when I came back from Boston. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd had a red eye sort of flight and I'd come back and I think I'd underestimated how uh, tired I'd be after that trip. I remember, you know, apologising in hindsight to you and Wendy about how I'd been really kind of not me really in terms of the obstructive or overbearing in the fact that we'd, I'd said, I think we'd sent something to a client which I didn't agree with or not in the right way. So, yeah, and I, I you know, and I, I recognise that in hindsight. So that's something, yeah, I think that's, I think that's a good call. And, and often when we're talking about reds, there's something beneath the surface, isn't there, that drives that yeah. behaviour out, a fear of some kind. Mm. And maybe we can get into that on another one later on, if there are more reds, you know, assuming, well, assuming there's more reds. Well, maybe we should talk about one of yours, mate. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. We might have. What I'm also interested in is I feel I feel like I mean the listener might or the people watching this might notice the fact that when we talk about the reds, it feels like the volume's gone down a little bit, or it's gone a little bit quieter, or it's gone a little bit sort of it's gone a bit flat. 
maybe people can uh, resonate with that because it's always tricky talking about something mm. where you perceive that the impact that you're having is in a way unintentionally mm. um not destructive but unintentionally negative or and, yeah. not quite not quite the way you want it and defensive yeah because mm. it is it's like if you pay attention to the kinesthetics and the fact that you know we joke about the going through the reds but i, I have that feeling now mm. there's a it's not massive and at the same time there is a you know you talk about jeopardy you're talking about i think you talk about the, the fear well because we are good friends and we've known each other for a long time it's relational jeopardy yeah, isn't it relational jeopardy for me because relationships for me um it's like that thing i learned with pat young you know the who my mentor in fire theory he looked at my Firo scores and just just sort of said oh look at that you know yeah that that'll be sort of over behavior seeking acceptance and belonging which hit me like a steam train and i thought oh yeah that's that. <laughs> that sort of thing and and you can you can see those i suppose the defensive routines that come out of that which yeah are largely mm-hmm. relational for me and that's something that is my big watch out I've got a card here I've got a mm-hmm. card here Con, I think my my red is something to do with being cold or reserved. Oh, interesting. Mine's different. So mine's probably the, probably probably something similar. Disconnect. The reason why I picked out reserved, the reason why I picked out reserved, not so much cold, but more reserved, is I think that sometimes I can hang back a bit. So, for instance. Um, say we're running a say say we we've got a group and we're meeting a group for the first time. We've got them on a program for six months. If I've got an opportunity to meet the group in a one to one setting before I meet them in a, in a group, then it means I can sort of foster a little bit of security in the relationship, get to know them, they can get to know me, feel a bit comfortable. That then makes that en- entry into a group mm. way more way more comfortable, mm. and then I can be sort of myself but when there's an absence of that sort of initial contact in a in a one-to-one way Mm. if i then am thrust into a group where i don't know anyone there is a level of insecurity there that means i can not quite be myself and maybe sort of hang back a bit and i think that could be perceived as being reserved or i mean it could even be perceived as being cold who knows yeah I mean, I, I picked out the disconnected, uninvolved or opts out, and it's more in the attentive dimension than, say, the cold and reserved, which comes out of the connected. Because I wouldn't say you're cold mm. because, you know, it speaks to the approachable, reassuring, mm. supportive. So, so I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't agree with that. But So I, my, I suppose the difference for me is I've picked out something that's more about attentiveness or inclusion or the beginning elements of dialogue and when you sort of say hang back mm. you recognize i know, i remember you know, ben's weird memory for things you remember when we were both in goa years ago mm. i remember we arranged to meet in a bar once in the seafront and um we'd arranged a time to meet and i was sitting there and before um just around the time that we'd arranged to meet someone else came along who i knew or, or we both knew and they sat down for a minute and started to, or you may, you may not have known them, but then we started to sort of chat 
I mean, this is a really, this is wild that you even can remember this. I have no idea what you're talking about. It's I mean, what's this? It's triggered. What's this? 20 years ago? Yeah, be, you know. Um, this might say more about you than me. Yeah, living in the park. Yeah. Uh, well, no, they tell you what triggered it is when you said hanging back, because physically, so I was, I was chatting to this person. I was thinking, well, oh yeah, I'm meeting my mate Michael in a minute and he'll be here in a minute. And then um, and then we chatted and it was like 15 or 20 minutes came past. And then I was thinking, you know, well, maybe Michael's not coming. And I started keeping, kept chatting to this person. And then um, they finally left. And I kind of like looked around and you were sitting at the back of the bar on your own. And you hadn't come over. Mm-hmm. So you'd almost physically yeah. hung back. And I, I wonder if that speaks to yeah. what you talked about in the fact that, that, you know, that was a new person to dialogue. It wasn't what you were expecting. And it's almost you hadn't come over. And I found that, you know, for me, you know, we talk about extroversion, introversion or, or, or inclusion. The fact that, that I'd have arrived with that, seen you talking to someone else. If, and I thought, oh, somebody new to engage with, you know, maybe they'll like me. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah. This speaks to a key difference between you and I. And if anyone's listening who finds themselves on the introversion scale, you might be asking yourself, what's been going on about? Why on earth would Michael go over? <laughs> yeah. 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 It is. And, it's, and, it, and what's interesting is it, it's the meaning that that triggers in me, which is about me. The fact that sometimes you're low inclusion, I, as you say, it's a bit weird for people who are on the introversion scale. For me, it's a, it's you know, if if attentive behaviours drive feelings of significance, it's it's like, well, why why wouldn't you come over? You know, what's you know, what's the what's the bit for us that makes us not interesting or important enough to you to include yourself? Mm. And yeah, so it's a yeah, it's a it's a and I think what's brilliant, what, what you said at the start of this, the dialogue that you have is like how each, how our, I suppose it brings some objectivity to, you know, I, I could have a really subjective opinion about that situation. And then the objectivity comes from the fact that, yeah, okay, the objectivity comes from the fact that there's stuff going on for you in that situation, which you've just described, and there's stuff going on for me. And what these things do is it provokes, it provokes the, I think there's also something to be said for, you know, you just talked about something there in a personal setting. Mm. I think I would, I will probably relax into my ways and my way of being more mm. personally than, than professionally. I think professionally, I, I have, I have learned to expand my repertoire of behaviors mm. in service of mm. doing that thing that you just said, you know, making sure that people's needs and that but I think in a personal context I'm much less bothered <laughs> in a way I'm still I'm still I'm still I think that if if that situation that you just described was to play out a hundred times yeah. I would probably do the same thing 99 times out of 100 yeah. and that- hang back yeah and just and just think well you know that's that's all right I'm, I'm happy at the bar until whoever that stranger is <laughs> that I don't know who I hadn't planned on meeting leaves <laughs> and, and as you say that's that's your prerogative yeah, that's your, yeah absolutely that's totally your prerogative and it's and it's the 
I think you know the social side of things is yeah it, it is different because we we all I suppose it's kind of what we teach people it's how do they turn the dial up on certain things or turn the mm. dial down on some of the reds but turn the dials up on some people are you know one of the cards the reds is speaking reluctantly and some some people are brilliant when they get to know people but almost when we've helped people with networking events or just how to begin conversations with people yeah it's about helping people to with well it provides some relevance for what we teach people i think and as you say it's about you've learned to i mean you know you run group process workshops with people and i'm sure that's you know people think wow you know to, so, so as somebody who's an introvert to run you know to facilitate large groups you've learned to do that you know it's the same way as a coach i've learned to keep a man shut occasionally yeah i've still got some way to go on that one. Tune in next time to the Noggin Podcast and we'll pick up where we left off, looking at the behaviours around inquiring and the behaviours around influencing. We'll see you then.